0: Welcome to Tanked Up, episode two hundred and one. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adil. Hey, and our special guest, Carl Marshall. Hey, Carl, how you doing? Hey,
1: I'm not too bad. Not too bad.
0: Good, good. Slightly laggy on the video for those of you uh, tuning in on <laughs> YouTube, but hey, you can still see our beautiful faces. Doesn't matter how fast we move, does it?
1: Nah, nah, not at all.
0: Good. Let's crack into some beers, uh, Carl.
1: What are you drinking first? Uh, have a guess.
2: Brought one Mm. of our own,
1: didn't I? Since moving over to Salopian Brewery. Yes, yes. Update for people who listened Uh, to the last episode you're on. Well, I left a Twisted Barrel Brewery in Coventry uh, late last year, um, and moved over as a brewer to Salopian Brewery over in Shrewsbury. Um... They've been going for at least 25 years now. Um, wow. M- make predominantly oh, cast beer. Yeah. Mm. A long time. Predominantly cast beer. Um, they've been making um, kind of craftier black range beers uh, for probably mm. about four years now. Um, but they're trying to kind of reach out a little bit more um, in the kind of craft sense. They've got their bread and butter now. Well, we've got our bread and butter now kind of all our core range cast beers seems to be sounding really really well so time yeah. to on us
0: nice nice I've definitely seen um, is it bubble and yeah, yeah, another yeah. couple around um, maybe the last I don't know three months four months six months mm. maybe around seem, about quite a lot
1: we seem to be popping up a lot more places now um, mm. so that's good that's a good
0: sign nice so Uh, the ones I've seen have all been in cans but what you seem to have is a little bottle
1: yeah yeah um, some of our Black Range goes into bottles it's the traditional 500ml style so probably not what you really used to seeing Uh, Mm. kind of the craftier bottles Um, and the one that I've got here is uh, um, Blood Orange IPA nice Nice. yeah uh, a lot of blood orange concentrate went into it. Um and it's a nice kind of golden, almost straw oh, wow, easy yeah. um color beer. Nice. Nice o- on brown with the glassware as well. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Have to.
0: Good, good. Right, you you stick your nose in there. Adol, what are you
2: cracking open? Oh, I am having the Yonder Goose. Ooh. Uh. Inspired by the wild gooseberries that we discovered growing in woodlands close to the brewery, Goose combines those tart, fruity flavors with Cornish sea salt for a delicious take on the German Gose. I said German because I was thinking Gose. <laughs> Fuck mm. that up. Uh, it is a lofty 6.8% at 375 mils. And it doesn't tell us what the malts and hops are, but the last two ingredients are indeed gooseberries and sea salt. Mm. Um, Mm. Yeah, I got this from uh, Place Place uh, in the thing thing. Um, Beer and (laughs) coffee and beer over in Clifton. All right. Mm, Well, and cotton, I should say, because it's on cotton health. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Haven't had a yonder in ages, so Mm. I saw
2: it and I was like, cool. And also, we're hitting spring and something in me was like, let's just propel to summer, have a nice, some more sour beer and pretend like we are in better weather than we
0: are. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. You've got to do it sometimes just to, just to feel good. Um, I am going to crack a beer from Polly's. This is the Oat Ooh. IPA. Confidentially lost. Ooh. It is uh, 5.8% And it has uh, Chinook, Citra and Simcoe, Uh, are Extra Pale, Torrefied Oats, Naked Oats and the Wheat. Oh, and Wheat. And the yeast is SO4 and Windsor. Two Mm. yeast strains in there. Uh, Yeah, 5.8%. Cool. So again, seen a lot of new beers from Polly's. And with it being a nice
1: little bright colourful can, I thought, yes, I'll have that one definitely for children isn't it obviously they're very polly's are very good at their hazy style beers and it seems yeah really really knocking them out of the park to be honest with you at the minute
0: yeah they do and they they um seem to be iterating quite a lot and uh they've gotten themselves into that cycle as well where they're kind of uh you know a few new beers every couple of weeks uh, if not kind of weekly really mm. so um yeah, constantly seeing new beers from um from this slot uh, and they're always good, so I'm definitely on to a winner with this one we'll come back to you carl how is
1: um how's the how's the beer how's the bl- Was the it blood orange i p a yeah yeah I, I'm not gonna say it's bad so, am i let's face it.
2: Is <laughs> that a bow <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's boyper I, boyper it's a boyper yeah. I mean it's only 5.4% so it's a nice kind of sessionable drink in there to be honest and 500ml mm. is just about right for me at the minute
2: <laughs> yeah that's fair
0: that'll do you for a good evening then yeah probably good so to can,
2: I, can I ask um, with the blood orange versus like an orange or a grapefruit so um, mm. obviously blood orange is not so tart compared to a grapefruit no. but is usually not as sorry it's it's got some sweetness but what um to, to you and to this beer what is what is the blood orangey like impact on the citrus does it actually like is it exemplary of blood orange versus other citruses or what What are you thinking about that beer right it's now? it's
1: it's more piffy if that makes any sense mm. um probably a little bit zesty as well um, if I remember right, uh, we dry hopped it quite a bit as well, so uh, the kind the kind of malt backbone and the dry hopping balance it out quite nice, really. So it it's, it's not an in your face blood orange IPA. Right. It it's very subtle. It's very well balanced. Does that answer, nice. Does that make sense or? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool,
0: cool. I, I'd probably say... <laughs> does it give you, uh, I was, i would say with that with that sort of that pithiness and um, kind of uh, that little kind of zesty note, hmm. does it have a bigger kind of bitter finish on it as well? Because it kind of sounds like it's starting off a little bit in that
1: area and yeah. um, running
0: right through. Does it, does it build on it or does it kind of maintain
1: um, it all the way through? I, I haven't had it for a couple of weeks, to be honest with you, so it's the first time hmm. that drank it for a while Um, the more that drink it the more pithy and slightly bitter it gets Um, Mm. but it's quite there's no hot bitterness really more than anything it's it's more um, that kind of pithy acid kind of taste that you would get from Mm. blood orange more than anything else
0: nice Mm. yeah good Good, uh, Adol, We'll jump back to you.
2: Oh, I should drink this beer instead of just staring at um, <laughs> Is it the goose? Yes,
0: the, ghost, the yonder goose. The
2: goose. Have um, you had that style before? The noses.
1: Yeah. Have you had that style Sorry? of beer before, or? Uh, I've
2: had gooses. I've never had a. I don't think I've had a gooseberry. Yeah. Beer before though. Hmm. Oh. Uh, and um, Canadian side note: the gooseberry is known as the Saskatoon berry for no reason whatsoever in, in <laughs> the colonies, and also not in the whole colonies. J- j- just Canada and most just of Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. um, so the nose is a little sweet, like you get that standard tartness that you're expecting from a doza, uh, uh, but there is a sweetness, like a light, kind of like. Uh, when someone sprinkles like white sugar on top of a thing and the first hit because of just that like top layer you get that like oh it's sweet and then everything else happens mm. that's kind of what the nose is doing it's just like it's sweet no it's not um, which is really interesting because it's every time I nose it, it's like sweet no sweet tart." <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh sorry I think my computer just killed itself no we're good uh, yeah, cut this out Doug. the cut this out. Oh hmm it is really wet like it is there's there's almost no density to the liquid it's just a really like it, it it it's as thin as water um and actually the the nose and taste are really well married because it's there's a mild sweetness and then it's just like a really light goza like it's got a tartness but it's not offensive, it's not going to put you off if you aren't used to sour beers. Um, Well, if you're really not used to it, maybe. Um, But, uh, I was expecting, so it's actually, I think the gooseberries are pulling it away from the tartness, even just, like, gozes aren't super, like, they're not sourous, Mm. right? But this is remarkably light in the sourness. Like, there's a tart note, it sits, but it's like normally on a ghost a, of so the tartness is here and it's like two steps below but it's steady it does go away and because of that um, the mouthfeel is again just kind of wet but the finish is kind of drying right? like the yeah. tartness just doesn't leave so it leaves like I'm going to be drinking this really quickly because <laughs> I'm going to feel like I need to drink it um, which is interesting because it's not a in your face tartness But uh, it just stays there, and then I'm like, you know, I'm all on the finish, and it's like, well, the sweetness is gone. I have this tartness. I feel like I need something in my mouth, so I'm just going to have another swig. Mm. Um, But again, it's it's a really well-balanced sweet and tart ratio. The only thing is that uh, the sweetness leaves really quickly, and the tartness just doesn't. And so, again, I get this... like mouthfeel isn't drying out but the taste feels like I'm being dried out so then I'm just going to reach for another set. Yeah. It
1: it totally sounds like a summer Uh, drink. Yeah
0: Yeah, and Yonder I think tend to do uh, or the beers I've had from them they do tend to sway that way don't they to be a little kind of lighter and they sort of almost live in this not this uh, middle zone, they kind of um yes a lighter a, a lighter in color beer as well. Um, they kind of live in this middle zone where they um I, I don't know whether it's because of the sort of like the farmhouse yeast that they use, but uh, kind of everything is an interesting example of um like the style they're going for. I don't think anything I've ever had from them, you would instantly say right, "Oh yes, this is this mm. kind of beer." Like they marry flavors together very well to create something super interesting and very kind of experimental. Uh, but it is always, um, or at least it feels towards that lighter end of y- beers. Yeah, like definitely. their summer, spring sort of beers.
2: Yeah, again, everything that's going on is, is just, like you said, a, a light, nuanced take. Nothing's in your face. It's, it's mm. a. This is why I'm saying, even though there's a tartness that lingers that makes me want to sip more, it is like two steps below what you would expect from a lot of other brewers. It's just an easy drink that because of that sort of tartness that lingers, you're like, oh, maybe I'll have another sip. It's just, and again, it's not one of those like, oh, I'm parched. I, I'm feeling dried out. I need it. It's like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take another sweet. And, but also yeah. because the sweetness curve and the tartness curve are different, um, it, that also pushes me to be like, oh, right, I like that interaction of the sweetened tart, so given that I'm like, oh, another swig. I'm like, yeah, also I get to experience both those things again, and then I get, mm. yeah. It's, 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 it's nuanced is, I think, the right word, yeah.
0: How about you, Ben? Um, I'm enjoying it. This, uh, the, the Poly's Oat IPA, it's um, it's kind of different than I was mm. expecting from an oat IPA. It is super, super thick uh, oh, in, oh, in wow, the way yeah. that it looks. Um, but it's I also was ex-
2: very yellow,
0: yeah, it is uh, barely any head to it. And uh, when I poured it, there was a little bit, but it disappeared really quickly. Um, I was expecting maybe a little bit more viscosity um, in the mouthfeel, based on you know how it kind of looks. But there is a there is a little bit there. Um, it kind of is slightly carbonated as well, and throws um, this bitterness sort of um, at you right at the start but it's not um, it, it's not a harsh bitterness it's kind of almost you're getting a little bit of fruit and it's kind of um, the bitterness you kind of get on a, on a melon as mm. well so I'm getting a little bit of a of, uh, kind of melon fruit flavour first with a little bit of bitterness in there as well and that that slight carbonation along with it makes it a very interesting kind of experience, uh, slight viscosity, a little bit of carbonation and this bitterness kind of up front make it seem just a bit, um, I don't know, the, the first kind of impression is a bit like, hmm, this is, this is an odd combination of things going mm. on right now. But the more I drink it, the easier it has become. And uh, I guess the more accustomed I have got to that combination of things going on. And it, it kind of stays the same all the way through. The bitterness subsides very slightly. The fizziness, the carbonation at least, goes quite quickly. But mm. that that melon sort of fruit flavor sticks all the way through.
2: Can I ask what kind of melon to be the dependent in the room? <laughs> like, are you talking about like... No, I just mean like so. So like we like—is it just like that watery notion of that you get like with a honeydew, <sighs> with a slight sweetness, or like a watermelon, which has a very distinct thing that's watered down, or is it like like something like a cantaloupe? It's
0: more like cantaloupe, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it's edging on that uh, on that sort of more bitter side. Uh, definitely, it doesn't have say like the sweetness, uh, the wateriness that you get from like a watermelon it's again not quite sort of honey juice definitely moving more towards that that bitter um, kind of cantaloupe side I mean there's there's probably other melons that it does match exactly the taste because there's about 5,000 different (laughs) types of melon so I'm not going to (laughs) precisely no probably not (laughs) there's like I don't know six ten I've no idea ten what?
2: Melons, ten melon oh. types. So, so, if you if you go to like something like the Asian horned melon, for example, <laughs> uh, it's much more bitter. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know like four melons. So, watermelon, oh, honeydew yeah. melon, cantaloupe, melon. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's <sighs> it. No, I don't know anymore. <laughs> the one you Fair said, enough. the Asian horned one, which I've never experienced before in my life. Let's move <laughs> on from talk of melons and uh, and this beer, which is good, which I'm enjoying, and which has disappeared very very quickly. That's all I have left. Um, oh wow! Yeah, That's yeah. like half. Um, I mean, yeah, I've I've definitely drank half of this can already. Um, it was light. It's only two, uh, two, no five. I was going to say two percent. What? Uh, yeah, no, well, yeah, no, completely misread. Read the five backwards. Um, so it hasn't affected you at all, is it? Well. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's the heat, it's hot in here. That's what I'm blaming it on. Uh, Carl, as our yes. guest, what would you like to, to come to us and discuss Ooh, this one?
1: I don't know. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of things. Did you give him a heads up on a on topic, or
2: did you just mm. put him on the spot? Well, no, we've, we've it, sort of. We've yeah, sort of it's,
1: there's one gaming thing and then there's one beer thing that I probably want to talk about if that's okay so um sure let's let's get the beer yeah, thing out absolutely. of the way because we're still talking about beers um the portman group with their uh, uh lovely um i won't say attack i don't know what what the word would be um decisions
2: um can you yeah. Do you want to just give a background oh. on what the Portman Group's role is for people who might not? Um,
1: know? I I honestly <laughs> don't really kind of understand their role, to be honest. Um, from what I could work from work, what I could work out, they're a separate entity to any kind of government organisation. They're their own um, identity. That uh, focus on beer labels and the way that people perceive them. Yeah, like an independent yeah, regulator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also they.
0: But they are they are they government oh, funded? This, this is where it
1: gets a bit
2: weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah, are they like a quango or whatever so, that? So the term the, key, is the key here is that um, regardless of funding, there, there's no government yeah. oversight, so they're independent in the oversight. Yes. right well say
1: independent they're actually made of up of a group of um loads of big breweries um i think heineken are also on board with them as well um there's a group called cnc i think who own a few breweries as well that are on on that um and they basically uh chair a meeting um if they get any complaints about images or names from beers that have been on the supermarket or independent bottle shops from people um and they put pressure on the supermarkets or the bottle shops that are selling them as well as the breweries to change their uh logos or change their labels so yeah that's that's yeah. my understanding of it pretty much so they can
2: yeah they're they're like quote-unquote independent oversight so that the government doesn't have like at some point brewing came up with this as a solution so the government didn't have to like intervene is is at least the like very loose story Mm. on yeah
1: and how this came about. in my eyes it's pretty much what trading standards should be doing in the government organization um I don't. Mm. Me personally, I don't really see a point for it, but I understand that there's a need for it, and people should be um, taking note of beer labels and what is offensive to certain people. But whether or not it needs to be regulated in a different way, that's that's my opinion on it. So um, they they've uh, there's two yeah. breweries that have basically. Um, They've came out and said that they need to change the labels um, and names. So one is uh, Lost and Grounded. I think it's uh, running with sep- Specters beer. Scepters beer. Sceptres. Yeah, running. Uh, yeah, yeah running do, with two, septers, two don't yeah. They? Yeah. they do a Halloween one or one around the same kind of name as well. Yeah, I think they're running with Scepters. Is an,
0: yeah. uh, is a lager. There we go. No, it's a
2: Baltic Porter.
0: No, but uh, it's okay. Spectres is the Baltic Oh Spectres, right, okay. right, 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 right. Yeah. is the lager. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you are correct. I, I mis- like <laughs> yeah. yes. It's an it's an IPL. Yes. It's an Indian logo. So, yes. Log. yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's its logo, I mean it's it's can art is a bunch of animals like a pelican, a penguin, a tiger, yeah. and a polar bear yeah
1: literally i I can't see anything wrong with that at all um and the other one was purity um for the word lawless across their cans which is one of their beers as well um once again i both apparently both of these complaints have been made by one person like individual people but it's only took one complaint yeah 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 Yeah, not the the same person for both to actually, for this com- this group, mm. really, to put pressure on um, the supermarkets to stop selling these beers. and It's a bit... Uh, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't sound too right.
2: Yeah, so, so, so from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, someone complains, and then this Portman group says, we will look into this, and then they... Make a decision and say you should change your your thing, and as a member of the, you have San to change yes. your thing. And so, yeah. So with the uh, running with scepters, it's a beer that's been yeah, around for like three plus years, almost yeah, like wild. since inception, and has had.
0: It was it was one of the first four beers they brewed, I think. Mm. Yeah,
2: and yeah. It, it's it's uh, a beer that. They, that they are very successful with mm. and um, has been around for, for years yeah. and has had zero complaints and uh, I think I, I mean it, they had the reply right which was essentially this is really profitable for us and it's been around for a while we kind of disagree with the decision and the fact that you based on mm-hmm. one complaint three years in are now making us change things because this will fuck us because it's one because I mean let let, let's be honest like how you make money as a craft brewer is you make interesting things and then if something takes you hold on to that because the average beer consumer just wants to have the same thing every day and so there is there is always going to be uh, a beer or two which is the staple beer of your brewery as a small brewery that makes your bread and butter, uh, and that allows you to do things more seasonally if that's what you want to do, or, or, or just not at all. And some breweries don't do that, but like that's a very standard approach is these are our sellers, we'll make them consistently, and then we get to do the fun craft things, and maybe another one will hit, and maybe we'll rotate what the hits are out if we get lucky enough that the world likes more than one of our beers, but like it. So, like, you go back, what, five years, and um, Dead Pony was exactly that for a brew dog, right? Like, when they were small. Like, it it just... People glommed onto it, so they just kept making it. Like, and that helped that brewery make itself not a small brewery anymore. And that's kind of the M.O. And so, from what I I read, the reply of um, Lost and Grounded, which was essentially this is one of the things that keeps us afloat uh, uh, we don't think it's marketed to children but also one person complaining three years in shouldn't mm. be the point where someone suddenly we're in trouble and if you decided that this is too cartoony it kind of misses think the point the thing that frustrates me as well is the is, fact that
1: there's so many sexist misogynist yeah you know that word Late uh, beer labels, beer names out there as well. Yeah. sort <laughs> someone say it for me. Misogynistic. There you go. There you go. Um, beer names out there, and like with all the labels and the branding and stuff. Um, why aren't they getting targeted for this kind of thing? Yeah. And then, mm.
2: absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess the, the, there's a question here, which is like. Um... What is this this label police force looking for? Is it just, could kids be confused or parents be confused and buy it for kids? In which case, cartoony art, art is just never going to work. But of course, craft labels are a thing and like some of them are more cartoony or more esoteric and more vibrant. Uh, but if it's actual policing of labels, then they're not doing their job because if we care about what it is that like the industry is putting forward we should care that some of these things are shitty like misogyny is a big problem but it's what i don't know because i and i have not done the research um is what is their job are they just doing the does someone complain about kids or is it any sort of complaint and they're choosing which things to uh, pick up because I, misogynist I have labels a theory
0: I have a theory Ooh, ooh. and it is I mean it, it, it is com- complete conspiracy theory <laughs> at this point uh, because I've got nothing to back this up whatsoever but uh, it, ben Jones. C- currently, currently um, you have a, a body which regulates advertising in the beer industry made up of larger companies they do not want government interference into what they are doing These larger companies do not want anyone else telling them what they are able to do or not to do. So, they are essentially using the, um, oh no, this is bad because it's aimed at children argument. Because who doesn't get on board with things, you know... Not being aimed at children when they shouldn't be. You know, it's, it's it's a very easy win with the general public, with lots of other people to say, "Hey, we stop this being aimed at children." I mean, I would completely throw all responsibility on a the child, be the parents, see the shopkeeper, but in the other order, um, because you, the shopkeeper should yeah. know the products he has and not sell it, and all of those sorts of things but this is why perhaps you know we're not seeing the the, the 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 moves towards um maybe misogynistic labels and um you know sexist kind of advertising and those sorts of things being uh, you know for them to kind of come down on because it's an industry currently dominated at that level I would imagine by men who want to keep it very similar to how I mean, it is, and not have that government uh, interference, essentially.
2: I mean, this this is why I wanted to bring up, is it about, like, general notions of branding and what should be done or what shouldn't be done? And I, I don't think it is because of exactly what you're saying, right? Mm. Like, if it's just, oh, think of the children, then the children aren't going to have a beer because there's some sexy lady so all that shitty advertising just isn't being policed in that way mm. but then I think it's it's incumbent on anyone who's part of this group to be like hey if you are the stewards of good branding you have to pay attention to these things and if you're not go got, fucking die in a fire because you're just a third party we've all agreed on and I actually really respect i I don't think this is why lost and grounded uh, have, have just said no but i i really respect them saying i think you're wrong yeah and i'm not gonna change my brand like no you're wrong because this oh no think of the children argument is so stupid in the modern age where there's enough regulation on who can buy alcohol that there's just like what is the worry that like there's a slightly cartoonish artwork on a thing and then a parent goes into a store and they walk in and they're like oh there's the beer fridge and there's the non-beer fridge and then their kid's like hey I want this thing And and they're like I don't care what fridge it's from sure it has a cartoon it must be for you and then, because of that, they buy the thing, and I, they get their kid drunk. Is that really an argument that we think makes any modicum I of sense? Completely get
1: you like, on that point. It's like I'd it, have a problem if beers with such labels weren't actually in a beer aisle in the supermarket, or if you walked into an independent bottle shop. Yeah, they sold soft drinks and everything like that at the same time. But a lot of places are clearly labeled and a lot of places do have a challenge 21 challenge 25 code now mm. so it's it's where it might be appealing yeah. as for a child to look and grab a, a can with cartoon on it it's also going to be appealing to for a child to stay up late and watch adult cartoons with swearing in you know what i mean and there's no Third party independent yep. body there telling, going around yep. knocking on your door and telling that kid to stop, or telling the cartoon makers to stop.
0: Yeah, no, I I I I completely agree. Um, we don't seem to have this issue in um, you know advertising of films uh, and trailers, things like that. With okay, some films. Um there is a yeah. uh, what we've got like a certification board, which might say yeah, yeah. your film is at this age same with games your 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 but, game but we also have is, like in trailers you have,
2: sorry in in trailers you have the green band and the red band trailer yeah right like it's clear um and that labeling of the red band trailer watching this even just watching this advertisement for a movie isn't acceptable. That's the same thing as saying beer fridge. Like, it's just that simple, and it's it's uh, not uh, I I just don't understand the argument that one so, two things. One is, like, (laughs) it could be fucking the Teletubbies on a goddamn can of beer. It shouldn't matter because it's a can of beer. That's the the world we live in is that yeah. beer is regulated to the point where you can't easily fuck it up. That's my opinion, right? But the the other part is what what. So yeah, so that's the one thing. And the other thing is, uh, and I think Gloss and Grounded in the response, I didn't read the one by um, Purity, but like one person mm. complaining seems like a really weird threshold, especially. Given that we know that capitalism exists,
1: yeah, 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 I completely agree. With like that. that's
2: why you get the conspiracy theories, right? Like, hmm. oh, Lost and Grounded is taking some of my market share. Cool, uh, they've got a bit of a cartoon label. Why don't I just uh, complain? What? Because all all it needs is one anonymous complaint, yeah. and they get fucked. But there's nothing. stopping that's really anyone
1: weird. else complaining about any of the breweries at all. That's. That's the weird thing.
0: Yeah, and again, it, it's it's one of those where what what's the criteria for what is, kiddie, you know? If they're just gonna oh yeah, there's animals on it. It's yeah. it's obviously you know could be construed as being children. Uh,
2: Vibrant colors are not for adults. Adults should only have dreary beige, <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> grays, just all the different tones of gray. Well, that's what adult um, is
1: though, isn't it? Gray, boring, dreary gray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the sky most yes, of the time yes um yeah uh, it's it, uh, it just seems ridiculous doesn't it really mm. um, obviously people like um tiny rebel have been hit by this um previously yeah. as
2: well um well with- and so this is what i find interesting because like tiny rebels art is more cartoon mm-hmm. but it's also very beery yeah and i and like this is why you know it's just not a real thing because none of tiny rebels' very cartoony art seems kid oriented mm. um but uh but you look at lost and grounded and they have just a rake, like a steady artistic motif like all their labels have the same sort of art and it's all yeah. fine and it's been around for years Absolutely. and so like I'm actually just really disappointed in the regulatory body to not understand, like, hey, it's been around for a while, no one's cared, and this is just one instance of exactly what they've been doing the whole time. Forget the Mm -hmm. fact that this particular instance has been around for three years, but, like, it looks like everything else they've done and no one cares. So if you think it's a problem, you have to say all your labeling is a problem and you Mm. haven't said that so basically what you're saying is someone complained so we're worried and we just are gonna make you or try and make you change your thing and fuck you and i'm glad that the response was a very tempered fuck you (laughs) right it it was like no this is really important to us and we disagree and it's been around for a long time, and we haven't had incidents. And again, I think it, they didn't say this in their uh, response, but I think it's really important that this is a complaint of, I, one person has said, I'm worried this might be detrimental to the kids. It's not the same as saying, oh, my God, this got sent, like some kid bought this or some parent bought this because they thought it was a kid drink. That's not what happened. What happened was some a particular person complained that this might be a thing that kids could accidentally get access to. And that's entirely different. And then the longevity of the three years of it not being an issue makes a lot more sense. Because mm. no one was harmed. No one has, was in jeopardy of being harmed. It just someone had know? a How state-based you know action. Because uh, what triggers the... the the dispute is i'm worried not this happened exactly exactly yeah. and so i don't care if some lady who lunches is worried because something is super ca- cartoony <laughs> i i'm worried when like harms happen
1: yeah mm. mhm yeah maybe that's the yeah, that's point where they they need to realize that the portland group need to take a step back and
2: go actually is this Really oh, I just had a great idea. For... They have a logo. <laughs> what if we complained to Portman Group that their logo <laughs> was not sufficiently adult and could be construed as kid friendly? I mean what would they do? They
0: just they just say, No, you're wrong, sorry. Yes, one we've had one complaint, but we have decided <laughs> that it is fine. <laughs> Oh, right, uh, Carl. Have you got any final thoughts on this before we uh, before we move on? No. Oh, That's fair. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's time to move on. Then. I did see you had a little can knocking around there. What you got? Me. You got? Yeah. Yeah. Was that a little can I saw?
1: Got a couple. Ooh. Ooh. Um. This is from a brewery. In up north <laughs> County Durham <laughs> um, called McColl's Brewery I don't know if you've heard of them at all Oh no I haven't, no, I haven't um, really nice brewery uh, really nice people um, I've only had a couple of their beers um, before but I haven't had this one it's called Lame Lady Marmalade and it's a best bitter in a 330ml can so uh, I'm quite um, interested to try it and I thought I'd probably crack it open now, it's 4.5% perc- yeah. well 4.4% uh, I'm just reading the label now, A um, classic sweet full bodied beer caramel malt dominates the flavour with light touches of spicy rye, deep citrus hot notes and a long lasting bitterness so, uh, it sounds right up the street and it's a low abv beer as well so which sounds good for me <laughs> you know I mean? nice. <laughs> yeah
2: um c- can you just show off that um uh, that can art too to those of us on video because it, le- it Please looks do like... not
1: complain about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'm i'm not sure the video will resolve really well but it seems like it's very like structurally like there's like two tones and some like strong angles
1: yeah yeah it's um it's got a kind of pinkish red background and there's basically block lines going all the way down it uh um, yeah or there are other cans that have got uh, a little bit different as well so it's not all yeah because I mean, uh, nice. logo down the front as well so um you can tell it's them. Um, it Yeah, cool. Very, much we could tell they're in part anyway, but yeah,
2: awesome. Well, get one glass while you pour that. uh, Ben, do you have another drink? Uh, I do. Are you not? You're not quite ready? Oh no, I was just throwing to you. Okay, because that's that's how we've been doing this thing.
0: Well, you opened second, so I was expecting you
2: you to go next. That
0: was all. Um, Just do it in in order of the first. But I will open my next (sighs) beer. Um, this is uh, a beer from Atom. I haven't oh. had a beer from Atom yet. This is a new brew for me, although I've Ooh. seen them around. Um, oh. I, really, yeah, really I've good. For a little I while, I haven't good. had anything from them um, yet, this but is, I have seen them. Yeah, it is critical temperature. It's a coffee port of 5.5%. Ooh. It... Oh, interesting. Doesn't have a huge amount of info on, but it does tell me that... Uh, Aroma and flavor, fresh coffee, dark chocolate, and treacle.
2: Oh, so Uh, so, uh, as someone who didn't grow up with treacle, because I grew up with maple syrup, (laughs) because I'm a real person. Um, (laughs) uh, so treacle is just like just sweet syrup. Yeah, it's like maple syrup. Yeah, no, it's not. Better maple (laughs) syrup has a taste. But, like, it's literally just, like, sugar in syrup form,
1: yeah? Uh, yes. I mean, that's like maple syrup, though, ain't
2: it? No, yeah. maple syrup has a maple taste, which is why it's excellent on waffles and pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> There's that a very a di- big difference between generic taste. syrup and maple syrup, and it's actually just in the name Maple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's actually from know.
2: a treacle tree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a, a tree call Yeah,
0: a treacle. <laughs> very, very good. I'm pouring this. I poured it awfully. There's a ginormous head on it. So, uh, Adel, what what have you got next?
2: Yeah. Uh, I have a topical beer. It's from Ooh. a brewery that uh, we may have mentioned earlier. Mm. It's called Lost and Grounded. <laughs> and is there check ignition? Um, <laughs> raspberry and cokey nib porter, Ooh. Uh, and in true lost and granted fashion, no flavor text. But also, unless kids love skiing, <laughs> this this can art is not going to get kids out of the fucking convenience store because it just fucking mountains. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So a, a raspberry. And cocoa nib porter so I'm not I have a feeling what I know what notes they're looking for but I'm not entirely sure if I'm correct Uh, while I pour this Carl do you want to tell us about the beer that you cracked and what it tastes like
1: yeah yeah sure so it's it's a nice kind of golden dark gold color as you would expect from a best bitter Um, quite it's quite um, earthy really uh, in the aroma um and very malt lead um, quite chewy um, yeah uh not much bitter in there <laughs> to be fair but it's <laughs> it's, it's very kind of well balanced with the malts, with the aroma as well um and very dry, yeah. very stringent so i I can see this really. Drinking a whole pint of this, I, I, yeah, I it's really really nice in can, but I can imagine it's even better in ca- on cask. To be fair, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, have you actually, found? There you go. Okay, I've I found a bit in this now. It took a while. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. I think it's my taste buds. The fact that I'm still ill.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair enough. Have you yeah. have you found um, since? moving over to and you're drinking more sort of uh cask beers um <laughs> with them doing that kind of beer a little bit more as kind of like their core sort of stuff or is it not kind of you know has, has moving to another brewer changed kind of like your drinking habits at all
1: no i always drink a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah really? um that's probably one of the main reasons why um I took the job with them because mm. I really respect them as a brewery. I'm really fond of what they do and followed, for, followed them for a long period of time. Um, always enjoyed like traditional cast beer when it's served right. And when it's done, brewed right. Um, but also at the same time, I've really enjoyed the kind of new age craft beer as well. So yeah, I, I, I really do think that like if, Kind of weird enigma where I do like fifty-fifty of every <laughs> everything. You <laughs> know. A... I mean, I think that's
2: the right way. Like, I mean, the point isn't to assume one's better than the yeah. other. It's just to continuously sample.
1: And and I'm I'm so uh, I do like different styles of beer, different times of the year, and um, I drink an impy stout in summer, or um, I drink sours mm. in, in winter. As you should. You know so what mean. I mean? So it's like. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel quite privileged in the fact that I'm quite surrounded by really good breweries. I can easily access them, and uh, my taste buds kind of appreciate pretty much anything that's brewed well, <laughs> to be honest. Mm.
2: Mm. I mean, I think that's I mean that's a thing we've all uh, here at Tanked Up have also sort of got to. Like I remember three years ago when lucy Bannett, and i are both like the fuck is the point of sour beers (laughs) and now like let me taste the sour it's like god this is really good like Mm. you you need to look this one up because it's super interesting because like yes we have our individual Mm. tastes so like my contrast with you is is that uh i grew up in north america and casks don't exist <laughs> um, so I, I find non-keg beer weird on the outset because yeah. that's I just didn't yeah. grow up with that but I have appreciated cask beer and I also appreciate I really like being able to taste a beer that is cask mm-hmm. and keg like having being able to like taste the difference make oh this is super interesting and also uh, I get why this beer is better in cask or this beer is better in yeah. keg um, uh, and the weird thing is, like about a year and a half ago, I was in Vancouver on a Ponzi uh, craft beer pub crawl, and one of the places that one of their claims to fame was they were the only place in basically North America that could serve a cask beer and I was <laughs> visiting from England and I was like, I'm not paying extra for fucking cask beer. What is wrong with you it was hilarious, but also shows, like, how much of this is just what you're used to. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. they could sell it as a novelty. Like, less bubbles, different way of treating it. This and, <laughs> and some beers are better this way. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I'm not paying you $3 more to learn that. <laughs> but, like, everyone else would pay that $3 because they've yeah. never had a cask beer. And I was like, right, Did I'm you actually outlier. try it, though, or... I actually did, because I had to know. Right? And was it any good? No, it was fine. It was just a cask beer. It was like nothing remarkable. It was just like, yep, yep, that was right. It's just $3 to the wind. Fuck this. But luckily, exchange rate-wise, it was like £2.50? No, like £1.60. It was pound sixty at the time. I can throw that away. Anyway, but yeah, I, I, like, it's interesting how much of this is... Even when you sample all of the things, how much of it is just like, uh, I grew up, like, this is the way I got used to beer. Mm. So I'm Mm. always going to have a predilection that way. Yeah, Uh, And that's not to say that there aren't beers that are better in one way or the other, or there aren't excellent examples in one or the other. But a lot of it happens to just be good beers made in both ways. And Mm. what I like is usually more keg-like veering because I'm used to that.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's
2: completely okay. fair enough. Uh, so, that was a diatribe. I think, Ben, <laughs> you haven't told us what your beer tastes like. Yes, you're right. Um, but and left, and I, I, front and centre. You
0: can probably imagine... Yeah, I mean, it's super super dark, as you would think.
2: Um, uh, you... It, it, it almost looks black uh, in that lighting. Like, it doesn't have...
0: Um, yeah, brownness. it, it, it doesn't just... have any brownness at all. Even even here, I'm not getting anything at all. There. It's I mean, like me it, in middle you know, school. A little bit of a little bit of brown on the head rather than being sort of a white head and lots of coffee in the nose. Loads of coffee in the nose. Mmm. Oh. Oh. It's that's... I mean it's uh it was a porter. It has a uh a, a wetness, a thinness in the mouthfeel to it, which kind of allows the flavours to flow quite well. Um, What's the, the ABV?
2: Uh,
0: Do you
1: five
0: point five. Okay, yeah. The, I mean, the coffee comes in way It's nice and um, it's nice and chilled. It's. Um, very very light it's not a it's not like a bitter coffee. Uh, it's a, a a coffee flavor but not all of the elements that you get say when you when you drink coffee there's there's not a huge amount of bitterness to this. There's not that kind of earthy note to it. It is just kind of very not not quite iced coffee but it's kind of edging towards that lighter
1: end of things. Um, right, yeah. Is it quite fruity? Almost citrusy, maybe? Limey? There, there is a very slight element of that.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of... I think that's hidden towards the... right towards the back. So as the coffee starts to give way a little bit, other little notes start to come through so yes a a little bit of a little bit of lime in there and um it starts to give a little more of that kind of um chocolatey feel to it as well That 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 chocolatey flavor to it as well they are absolutely kind of um sort of second fiddle to that kind of big coffee note and yes the coffee does start to um does start to disappear slightly to allow these other things to come through but it it almost it only disappears to a point and then it sticks around so yes the coffee mm. is kind of big as that first note lose a little bit but then it doesn't go anywhere else and i'm left with this very very pleasant uh, uh s- coffee flavor with a little slight little bit of sweetness from um from some chocolate going on in there as well, um, I think everything else kind of goes. Hey, we're here, and then just disappears yeah. very, right. very easily into the rest of it. Um, if you, I mean, it, it, it is coffee. It's coffee, 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 coffee. If you're not a fan of uh, coffee beers, you'll probably pull away from this. But I think this is absolutely fantastic. I love coffee, and this is this is just it, it's hit just exactly it's the doing right the notes you want. It's, it's absolutely yeah. doing it for me this evening
1: you got to be up Excellent. all night now though. <laughs> I can't,
0: I can't remember, remember whether it said the ingredients, whether there is coffee in it, I would imagine there is uh, no, no ingredients on there, uh, just as gluten and barley as allergens, but that is it so who knows, I mean I'm up most nights the little one's coughing a. <laughs> lungs yeah. out as well so I'll be up anyway so might as well be wired while I'm up eh? yeah fair enough <laughs> have another one Yeah, <laughs> I do actually I think I do have another coffee stout downstairs uh, I, I like very quickly I mean sink
2: into after I, this one I'm going to be honest if you are looking for a caffeine vector coffee porters are not the most optimal one <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, I probably wouldn't start my day off with one. Um...
2: I mean, I would, but that's I'm <laughs> because I'm an alcoholic, I'm a caffeine addict. <laughs> um, Adam, uh, how's your beer? Yeah. So it, uh, I, I forgot to say the check ignition is five point four percent. So, on the lighter side of porters, lighter than even yours. Yeah, only just. Um, boy, so it is a dark brown. Uh, it poured with this lack of head, like it just—it's just a thin feeling order. The nose is lightly cacao, cocoa, cocoa, like very light, mm. slight hint of uh, sweetness. It—it—I it, mean, it, it smells a bit like, like you know, when you walk into a really deep cafe. That does espresso, and you get that hint, that hit of espresso. Mm. Yeah, that waft. But it's, it's so light. Mm. That's what this is. Like, you walk in, you're like, yeah, coffee exists here, but, like, <laughs> not close. <laughs> but it exists here. Um, and there's a slight sweetness, but that's it. Like, it's, it's, it's a really light nose, but it's, if there's anything, it's a, a hint of coffee. Mm-hmm. it's again I, I've waxed too much about this but like I like a heavier porter this is a 5.4 yeah. it's a, it's also really thin um, viscosity but boy does it have a like a it's not even a coffee it's like the cacao mm. with the slight difference between coffee and, uh, mm. and, and cocoa I should say um, that's what the finish is it's like nope you've had this not super in your face, but it's just like all the beer goes away. And it's like you had something that was just doing this. <laughs> um, I'm a little disappointed in the lack of the raspberry. I was hoping like everyone's had a raspberry chocolate or a raspberry coffee type thing. And the reason why is because there's a slight tartness, but mostly sweetness of raspberry that like just offsets the coffee in your faceness mm. and it's here but it's very limited so all I'm getting is this like yeah you have cocoa nibs in here and some sweetness and I was hoping for a little more nuance in that sweetness to like offset it but it's kind of yeah. like the cocoa nibs all they're doing is like yes there's a coffee taste and then when that fades you're like uh, I had something. <laughs> like I, I was, I was hoping for more nuance, especially from someone uh, like Lost and Grounded, who normally do really well nuanced beers. Yeah. But like, yeah. uh, yeah. I, 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 it does. So, on the nose, it does that raspberry note really well. It's subtle, but there. On the taste, it's there. But it's not putting in a lot of effort. Okay. And so it's kind of like... It, it, it feels more like a generic sweetness that fades, and then your finish is long, which I appreciate. Um, but it's like, again, like a generic coffee finish. And there's a slight sweetness that sort of tails off mid-finish, mm. and then it's like, yes, you had a coffee-ish porter. Yeah. But like... Um, yeah, I just. It sounds like the a beer that you need told to. Me some...
1: Sorry. It sounds like a beer that you need to constantly sip all the time just to get the taste. Yeah, it, yeah. Keep going. It,
2: and and like, I I'm notorious for saying I love long taste curves. I like a beer that challenges me and makes me like mm. have to pace it the right way.
1: Yeah. And a
2: beer that's uh, so this is the exact opposite, which is like the forgive the term the interactivity is like within five seconds of a sip mm. and then that fades and then it's just sort of bog standard so if i want to like do that i'm gonna have to have another sip and then i feel I, like i'm being forced to drink the beer rather than wanting yeah. to drink the beer i, th- um, I think that's so completely di- hmm? different
1: to the mccall's one the best bitter that i've just had because it seems like the more that i drink it the more that I, it tastes of a best bitter and the more I want to drink it so i'm going to be quite disappointed when i run out in a minute but
2: yeah you <laughs> you, you want that that beer that challenges you to drink more but at a pace that isn't aggressive
1: i mm, guess yeah
2: cuz you you want to be like the reason why i'm drinking this is cuz i'm wanting to have this not i'm kind of bored mm. and i guess that's where i'm struggling with this beer because um there's just not enough going on that the the fleeting thing that's going on is like i'll just i'll just keep i'll keep necking it but like you know what you generally don't want to seek out if you want to neck a beer is a fucking coffee porter <laughs> like that's just not like, there's a disconnect there yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it's as have your beer changed like taste change then in in the aspect of that like have you found that you're drinking more sessionable beers now
2: um uh no actually i'm real bad for being like i don't see the point of a porter or a stout that isn't six percent that's <laughs> that's who i am because like those styles in invo- like like they evoke this notion of like strength yeah. and when the the abv just helps push that through and every time i have like a four or a five percent uh porter or stout uh i end up feeling like it's watered, like the, the taste just doesn't go mm. far enough yeah, yeah. but when you add that extra percent like that's what like the longevity so this has longevity right like i get what the taste curve is doing and it does it for a while Mm -hmm. but when you try and like do it with a light abv it just sort of stops short but because stouts and porters are sort of heartier tastes i find that really just like it's just unsatisfying it's not that i want to get drunk it's that when i want to have this heartier taste what i want is something that has a long finish where you get Mm -hmm. a long finish standardly is just a little more alcohol so that it carries those days through. Mm. That makes sense. And makes yeah, sense. you can call me alcoholic. That's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you like that it's... robustness of, of a lot of the beers as well. Then that. Yes, of... exactly. So, yeah. so
2: like, I I can kind of forgive a like so a session IPA doesn't do all the things that, for an IPA that I want, mm-hmm. but it does enough of them that I'm like, cool. I get what you're doing. But for some reason, just on my personal preferences, when you do these light ABV Porters and Stouts, it doesn't do enough that I'm like, yeah, I get what you're doing. It's it's a bit lower, but that's fine. I get it. Yeah. So I just... I, And again, obviously, tastes are subjective, but mm. it's just a wall I consistently have hit. Like, I've had hundreds and hundreds of beers, and it's just always the case that you're a great brewery. I love you. You do a four percent porter, and I'm like, nope. Like, I get what you're trying to do. It just doesn't work. Like, because I think the one of the reasons why I like um, porters and stouts is because they have the hardiness.
1: What have you got there, uh, Carl? It's just a little beer. <laughs>
2: Are you going to crack that right now, I, I or do you want to
1: feel like? You've kind of, I don't know, woke me up a little bit by talking about robust beers and high ABV stouts <laughs> that sort. <laughs> I was like, oh well, um, considering it's just come out, it's it's worth worth a try. It's, um, I had a couple of the other brew dog ones. So what was it, the Ohazy, hazy or which is? Taken over from the Hazy chain. Oh yeah, and Tesco's, yeah. and I had the the West Coast IPA by Modern Times and uh, Brewdog. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the Roaster coaster, um, Brewdog, and Evil Twins uh, Imperial Nitro Vietnamese coffee stout um, went on the shelves at the time. But my lovely wife uh, just picked a couple up and just passed it me. <laughs> so, nice. No, like, okay.
2: So YouTube v- viewers will have actually witnessed the handoff. I, I
1: have told her that I don't feel too good as well. And I have to be up early in the morning, so I don't know what she was doing handing me this.
0: And she's just gone now. Nah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Just drink through it. Yeah. Just drink through it. You'll so be fine. I, I...
2: That's that's a testament to a good partner. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So um yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm debating. Yeah, I'm going to open it. Why
2: not? Don't feel don't feel. Well, so, so, so why why don't you why don't you continuously debate and we can go into a topic which we. Like, oh actually, did you talk about your gaming topic? I think we
1: Oh, no. Um we didn't get
2: there. Yeah, we didn't uh, get there. Like this is excellent.
1: Um well, I I I I'm a massive fan of Final Fantasy games <gasps> and um, the Final Fantasy 7 remake demo uh, was released yesterday wasn't it? Yeah. Um And it, I left it downloading overnight and because I come in from work and um, had to yeah, eat and stuff like that and uh be on here sorry no offense yeah i haven't had time to play it. <laughs> oh no that's fine so, so that's actually
2: a really good segue because i'm really bad at playing video games and i wanted to play this and didn't in the same boat yeah but luckily oh ben has played it yes so, i have um Final Fantasy is by far my favorite franchise, period. Yeah. Uh, Like Doctor Who, less than that. I'm saying franchise, period. Yeah. Nope. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, above that. But yes. (laughs) Final (laughs) Fantasy's up there. It's really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just realized that... So I, uh, uh, in middle school... uh, fell asleep to the radio plays of Hitch- Hitchhiker's Guide every night. So, like, <laughs> I didn't play FF, what, like, 5 or whatever yeah. it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I can't actually do that claim kind to of thing. But I'm super stoked about this. I, for various reasons, didn't get to play the demo when I found out about it. And boy do i want this to be a good game yeah um, let me
0: how, how do i start this off i mean oh, can you ask it,
1: a, I, can you answer one question first yeah of course um i guess it Does probably Aris doesn't die? actually get to that uh point in the demo but is there materia in the game
0: um you oh that's a there, great question there is
1: materia in the game
0: um, and you'll be able. I would assume you'll be able to swap in and out various material and do certain combinations as oh. the uh, as the original game. Um, I didn't find any or pick any up in my playthrough, and I don't know whether that is just um, you know because it's the the, the the start of the game essentially. I can't remember yeah. where so that can, then comes in, um, can, in the original.
2: So let's just assume everyone has played some version of Final Fantasy Seven, if they're right. Boy, is just never going to be exciting for them? Uh, what is the scope of the demo?
0: <laughs> so the demo uh, takes you from the start of the game, where uh, you are going to the blow up the, the, the train, going to blow up the uh, the reactor, and the Mako reactor. The Mako reactor yeah, or oh, not the Mako reactor? I always thought it was Mako. The voice actor Barrett calls it Mako, Mako. hard A Mako. Not Mako,
2: oh.
0: Mako. Yeah. Oh
2: no, no, <laughs> no, no! no. What are you doing? No, no, but no! Stop everything! Now I'm fucked.
0: You've ruined me. <laughs> um, slide point aside. It takes you through all the way to the um, scorpion robot scorpion boss battle, the first boss, the first boss, and escaping the reactor. Uh,
2: so it's literally just like scene one. right? Yeah, essentially. One, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but but pretty much, yeah. Um, you Kep, before do, you go
2: into details, mm? Mm? is is it just doing the same moves as OG FF7? Yeah,
0: sort of. You're running through a lot of the same areas, but it has mixed it up very, uh, very slightly. So there are sections where you're moving through the environment and um, you have the time running through lasers. Okay. Mm. Uh, oh, okay yeah okay there's not right, as okay. much kind of you know you're not cloud kind of jumping between pipes moving down through yeah, the that's environment fine. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm okay with yeah. that you're kind of you're you're, um,
0: you're there's they, they do put in a few kind of like timed elements um there okay. is that vertical traversal but they're just throwing ladders in that you can kind of go down right there so
2: let's just put this in perspective um this is the only game i've beaten three times mm-hmm. three
1: times three times
2: Whoa. Yeah, I've beaten FF7 three times.
1: Okay, this is the only game that I've only beat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, fair.
0: Hey,
1: you've still beaten That's a huge thing. Same issue. fucking
2: thing. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've done so, FF7 original twice. I think I ran through it as a kid and uh, just ran through uh, all the way to the end and beat uh, the final boss.
1: No spoilers, Uh, uh, no spoilers.
0: Can we we spoil, can we, I was going to say, can we spoil games? Because it's now a new product
1: again.
2: No, it's fine. (laughs) Fuck off and die if you don't get that this is a remake. It's called Remake. I go all
0: the way through, beat Sephiroth, and uh, (laughs) the next time (laughs) I played, the second time I completed it, I did all of the weapons, all of the additional bosses, I got all of the materia, I leveled mm. it all up, yeah. I did absolutely Wait, everything. did, Plus, well, did gold you do chocobo. that? Fuck? Did you get... Yeah, oh god. Got Knights the of the Round, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Stuck that into uh, a combined slot that when you cast it, it cast four times. Yeah. More yeah. materia, yeah. the best one! Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so, uh, to, to get back onto the idea of the materia in this game, yes... Yeah. You can do abilities, so you can cast, like, fire, Mm. and Cloud has a fire materia equipped. And actually, as a very, very small detail, on the Buster Sword, there are two circles towards the hilt. And one of them, the fire materia, is equipped in. And the the game is full of so many little details like that. Mm. Uh, you know the boards Wait, in the train station yeah. have ta- actual times on. Uh, it, it, there's oh, so many, yeah. There's, there's so many small details like that. You could you could spend absolutely ages just in this demo going around and looking at each of the different elements and right. just saying, "Oh, look how well this is textured. Mm. Look how well this is lit. Look at the detail they've put into this."
2: Uh, it. This is actually my big worry is that, like, it's episodic, and I think it's going to be, like, 10 episodes.
0: So, I I think from memory, what I've read. It's called Ram. Is um, that this will take you out of Midgar. So, the first section is is just Midgar.
2: I would imagine then. It
0: depends. It is so uh, I would think, or I would imagine, at most, you're looking at four Gar episodes.
2: Is... No, 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 because, um disc one of FF seven. Halfway through, you get out of Midgar.
0: Yeah, takes you to Golden Saucer, doesn't it? Disc one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. but like, then if then you're looking at six ish.
0: Yeah, but it, it it's very much going to depend on on what they <laughs> do. You know, whether this is a a ten hour experience, a thirty hour experience. Well, what you can but do it can, within it can't that, be like, ten,
2: right? Because they no one's going to buy second episode for a full price. Like it's a full price disc. Mm-hmm. Like it, like nostalgia be downed. The Generation Z people don't have nostalgia, and they sure. are the they're the people with the yeah. money who can buy. Multiple episodes. Uh, I, my, my worry is kind of that it's going to be too many episodes. Yeah, because they're kind of setting it up that way. Well, and uh, but actually, what I want, I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> what, I, what I kind of want to do is just play FF7 again. <laughs> I don't even care for a remake. <laughs> like you can do I that just, right now. I can, and I might. Like I might in the like I might I, I'm. I think what's going to happen is I play that fucking remake demo, and then I'm going to be like, fuck it, I'm just going to Twitch stream OG FF7. <laughs> and that's just who I'm going to be. And. You know, Cloud doesn't have fingers, and he's got his boxy hands, and that's fine. And Eris is gonna Eris is gonna die, and that's Don't fine. Don't say that. She's not gonna die for like uh, she's gonna die in like a year and a half. We know she's gonna die. That's what we know. But there's these episodes are coming out so infrequently that we have to wait for her to fucking die. And then what? Like in 2025, Yuffie steals your materia. Fuck that. That's too long. <laughs> no i just want to play this game again
0: well, well again it depends how faithful to the original game they are you know are they gonna fuck around with sid and the spaceship are you gonna fuck around in the mansion with vincent like what are they actually going if vincent's
2: to... not in this game oh no he'll be
0: in it i'm gonna be angry he'll be, he'll be in the game but it's it's knowing kind of whether you're going through those same motions uh oh, ben, in, it's in... Gonna,
2: so so my like fear is that there's going to be an entire episode which is just ruby and emerald and weapons.
0: And that's it. Where do like, they throw just, these things in?
2: Like, pay twenty-five dollars, <laughs> or pounds, dollar-pounds, to fight the weapons. And it's like, well, I, want to no one's I, know I want to do that. No one's going to yeah. do that. Because uh, I know I want to do that. No one's going to Well, like ten people, maybe. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty um, pretty sure Square aren't going to...
2: No, I actually put, have a stuff. lot of faith in them. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen of this demo, they, they have a fundamental understanding of like what people like about this game. Mm. What you've told me about this demo now is like, yeah, no, makes sense. That's how where I would cut these lines. I um, I have a worry that the stupid plot, which is just like objectively, there are stupid points of it, but when I learned about this plot. Boy was I impressionable as a youth, and so <laughs> I don't care. And like, I think they will have so, like in the later episodes, they'll have to, they'll have a challenge, which is mm. like nostalgia assholes like us want no real changes, and everyone else is like, I want a good plot because <laughs> the yeah. overall plot's good, but there are moments which aren't great. Yep. and like, it- like that whole Red Thirteen arc isn't and the. Suit boys, like rude. Um, aren't great. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh no, the, the suit boys. Uh, fucking what's his face? Reno and his mates. Reno, yeah. that's his
2: name. Yeah, yeah. Final but Fantasy like, seven. That's has best probably the worst line.
1: point. It has the best yeah. storyline of all the Final Fantasies, though, and has the the best kind of um like. Ability attributes with the materia and stuff like that mm. in any Final Fantasy. Yeah. The only thing it was lacking, in my eyes, was obviously the graphics. Fidelity. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe the fight, fighting battles and stuff. And it seems like they've changed the fighting up a little bit. Yeah. And I'm really, yeah. I'm really looking forward to use the summons and stuff like that with the new oh, like fighting system.
0: Don't expect any summons in the demo. Yeah,
2: um, yeah I mean, there's no summons yeah. in the early.
0: Yeah, no, like, absolutely, there's not. No, uh, and it's very faithful to the to the original game in terms of what your kind of abilities are. Um, but the the combat system is very different. That is the biggest difference. FF15-ish.
2: FF15 Actually, can you? So I've played FF15. I've played FF7. Mm. Um, and the selling point was it's somewhere in the middle so if you could so you, just based on uh, the demo so
0: you can and I haven't played it a second time I want to go back and play it a second time because you can play it in uh, what's called classic mode where you have the weight ATB. ATB so it fills up you then choose something to do it fills mm. up you choose something to do or you have it in the more modern um, sort of uh, what kind of originated in Final Fantasy 13 and, and evolved in Final Fantasy 15 kind of system uh, where you are constantly attacking and... You're constantly queuing shit yeah, up. No, you're not queuing. You're not queuing stuff up. Oh, not
2: queuing. No, right, you right, right.
0: Are, you're attacking, attacking, attacking and that is uh, face button bashing. And right. as you attack and as you get hit, your abilities bar fills up. And um, I-, I found that clouds filled up quicker than barrets and I don't know whether that was because I was inhabiting cloud. So I was cloud, attacking, attacking, attacking... I could switch over to Barrett, but I don't know on terms right. of how quickly their abilities filled up was dependent on who you were. But uh, basically, once your ability fills up, you can then do something. So you can open up the menu, and you can either do like a special move, you can do uh, some magic, or you can use an item, and that kind of uh, it seems a little bit like limiting. So you can't just go, uh, like, magic, 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 you know, constantly. It's it's a very good middle ground between the original system, I think, and then a more modern approach to things. So you can attack, yes, and you're hitting with the sword, but you're not doing a huge amount of damage. It's There's abilities that you kind of want to... You want to hit that bar and yeah. then use an ability. But,
2: we, I mean, FF7 was also... The, they tried to transition between um, purely turn based to AKB. Yeah. Where, when you, like, if you took longer to do, to make a decision, other timers kept going. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And m- fundamentally, most people were like, no, I won't turn based. But I find that... So, So you saying this just reminded me that, like, actually, back in, what, 1997? Like, this game was exactly trying to, like, help people transition in this mm. way. And because of its status, it's still trying to help people transition in this yeah. way. Yeah, And that's super interesting, right? Because, like, there were two modes on, a, uh, on battles in FF7 because one was old school Final Fantasy and the other was like what if you needed to be more twitchy and then now what you're telling me is they're, they're doing the same thing which is but instead it's like what if you want to be more like FF7 or what if you want to be more modern. Yeah
0: it's, and, and absolutely they have rolled with um, you know with the moves that the industry has made and definitely adapted this to a much more modern Uh, sort of setting, a modern element to it, absolutely. And it works. I I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I like how I felt that I had to switch between characters as well. So you had some enemies which were kind of ranged. And I'm like, well, Cloud can't reach them, so let me turn into Barret. And Cloud will kind of just AI himself around and do what he can.
2: So that's actually one of the things that sucked. Yeah, that just wasn't a nuance in FF7 was, like, uh there was a mild notion of front-line, back-line, but yeah. it kind of didn't matter, because mm-hmm. your guy would just run. So I, I, I'm super pumped to, like, try and experience more nuanced mechanics of, like, look, that club motherfucker has a sword. Barrett <laughs> has a gun. <laughs> They will be better in different circumstances. Yeah, and it, and it does lean into that, which and which Tifa, is good, which is really good, has boxing gloves on. She's just not going to be able to fucking hurt people in a certain way.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's going to play a lot into how you then uh, like build your party. Uh, a lot of us will kind of, um, if we haven't played Final Fantasy VII for a while, we will still have an understanding and know kind of what's coming. There's uh, there's a boss at some point which is like a big wall when you go to the <laughs> temple at some point <laughs> yeah. um, and it moves back and forward. Are they going to keep that crazy kind of shit? Uh, you know, after yes. the after the reactor's blown and you're making your way, or after the plate in Midgar has fallen, and you're making your way back through the the ruins. Are they just going to have that boss that's like a monster that lives in a house? Who fucking knows? Yeah. What well, the is cactuses. all of that crazy shit going to be in there? Okay, yeah, exactly. I mean, I hope. I hope it's just as crazy as the original, but they do seem to be doing a lot of stuff to kind of ground it in a more modern setting, but also in a kind of a bit more realistic sort of setting. Mm. So, yes, Barrett is better in some situations where you have to fire right. at enemies in the distance. Cloud is much I, better kind of, you know, head-on. Close
2: up, thing. yeah. Can, um, so, given that... Uh, the whole point. It seems like they're pre- spending the entire episode in Midgar. Uh, we have those like throwaway characters, which spend. You, if you like play through FF Seven in like in a strong way, these people just aren't. Mm. Like, within five hours, they're just dead to the well, world. Well... Uh, um, did you get a notion of, like, more character development for these other characters? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So there's a lot more lines um, for, like, Biggs, uh, Wedge, and Jesse, who are kind of, like, the Thank three Thank you. I, I three literally three couldn't remember members, their names. Yeah. And I was like...
2: <laughs> um, they have a lot more lines. Those people! The people who just, after you go to that last train station, they don't matter anymore. Those people. Well, they, yeah. uh,
0: so in Final Fantasy VII, they... In the original, they die. Oh,
1: spoilers um, again! At,
0: yeah, I well, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you leave said, them... Oh,
2: gee, they might not die this You way. leave
0: them behind in the reactor. Um, I think Jessie gets crushed and you leave her.
2: I thought she got stuck in a...
0: Well, no. Uh, I don't know. So I don't remember, but... At some but point, do... a female
2: character gets trapped in like, my foot is stuck in this like...
0: Yeah, under some rubble, under a bit of yeah, steel. Yeah, and it's like, really? Yeah, and it's like, see ya, bye, thanks. Thanks for your help, I'm, I'm going to leave you there. And, and,
2: you no, know, what happens is you then go down the stairs, and you're like, I need to help this person on the way up, and then when you hit the reactor, you're like, oh, fuck, it's Sephiroth, and then you forget this person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um But, they,
0: they, I mean, yes, they all have expanded dialogue. Uh, you occasionally get to points where you hit a door, and then one of them is opening the door, and you can chat to them. So they just give you additional lines of dialogue, you know, that aren't kind of in the original game. So they do expand on those characters a little bit as well, which again, kind of, you know, you play through Final Fantasy VII, Midgar is this length of time. Now with all of these extra bits, and I I can understand your kind of your worry out of where it just expands and expands and expands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what was previously kind of like a I don't know eight hour section, six hour section, is now a 15
1: 16 hour experience so i i've yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i really can't wait to play it i'm super excited but my only issue is like the episodes and should i wait for more to come out or or should i do it bit by bit i yeah i I think you'll be waiting a long time mm
2: so this is actually one of my problems and you have
0: to own a Playstation 5 probably
2: but like I it's not that I don't want to play this remake it's not that I don't want to have this experience but actually this is one of my favourite games of all Mm. time and what I want to do is play the shit out of it Yeah. and functionally that means I might want to just buy it all at once Yeah. Uh, and that's not how they're solving it <laughs> and that sucks right like because it's it's not that i'm saying don't expand the universe don't have episodes but what i'm saying is like actually what i what i want to do is this exceptionally great storyline like is the reason why it's my favorite final fantasy mm. um isn't available to me for, and it won't be for a long time so maybe I wait
1: see I, I'd i be completely happy buying the first episode then if they released the second one um, at the tail end of the year in autumn and then the next one in spring yeah. so I play the first episode and then buy the other two in spring when they're both out and mm. do, do the three do it that way. If it's like two a year, I'll, I'll be fine with that.
2: Yeah, I guess it's that struggle of I get you have to do these things in stages, but I'm pumped, but not so pumped that... So, I think, yeah, episode one I'm going to buy. But I wouldn't be surprised if, once I get a notion of like the scope of episode two, I just don't.
0: Sure, yeah. And then you wait for the rest yeah. of it. Let, so.
2: Unless the gameplay is like... fucking but also at the section. same time... Because what I want is to play this story again... Mm. And what you're going to sell me is not the Another whole thing.
1: point of look at way of looking at it is... If you buy episode one... And you just basically max out all your characters... Just going around fighting... <laughs> in episode one. Oh yeah, you're just crying So episode yeah, yeah. two and three... When you don't buy it, you're gonna ace it. You're gonna be, yeah, yeah.
2: I didn't even think of it. I would I imagine mean, yeah, there's if, a level it, cap. Oh, that would be weird. But no, you're right because like a standard FF move is, oh, I can't. If I don't want to go to new area, I can just grind to whatever. And you're right. Like they need to not let you do that. Otherwise, hmm. everything is stupid. Because if I can get to level 99 and I have maxed out my 4x materia with Nice to the Round, which won't yeah, be yeah. on there. Because obviously that blah, blah, blah. But like, let's just say Chocobo. First mater- the first summon materia. If I max that out and have 4 times materia, which is all in Act 1 of the original FF7, I can beat most things. Most bosses, that's fine. But obviously, they don't want me to do that. They don't want, so then, But they don't
1: want you to play the yeah. game they don't want you to do that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, unless unless leveling is substantively yeah. different.
1: No, no. So, uh,
0: from from what I've experienced so far, you know your your battles are within the world as well. They're not a an instance element. So you don't get to the end of it and then have this level up screen or this experience uh, level up kind of screen. Um, I saw that they were leveling up kind of just in text on the side, it kind of, as I beat an enemy within the world, it just said, "This you have beaten this, you have gained this much experience, you have gained this much gil." cloud hit level 8, I'm like, okay, cool uh, like, what's what has that kind of like done for me, and it didn't really explain anything, um, I right. didn't explore, because I was just playing it through and I just wanted to keep playing it, I didn't even think to myself, like, oh I could probably go into the menus and have a look at all of this stuff and see what they've got equipped and look at these kinds of things because the original Final Fantasy 7 relied on those menu systems, you know, you're, you're, you're hammering through menus in the combat you're going through menus uh, to, to change everything out, this was a lot more fluid in keeping you in that world not having you access stuff quite as much as the original, so I didn't even bother right. Like pausing it and looking through the menu system, so knowing you know what my HP was because I'd leveled up, or, or swapping out an accessory, you know, which I don't think you can do in the in the demo. I didn't pick any items up or anything like that um, to use in that way. But that kind of stuff will will come at some point. But I can only assume that they will have to do some kind of limit, some kind of cap. On it. So, as you say, Carl, you can't just reach level ninety nine and be, you know, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine HP and just one shot everything for the next yeah. three episodes or whatever they're going to kind of have come up. They they are going to need some kind of uh, limit in place, I would think. So it'd be interesting to see S- how some that sort plays of limit out. break. Yay! <laughs> <gasps> Yeah, but you should both play. It is it is fun. It, um, it shows off the tech really well and it is a good um, way to kind of limit expectations in a sense. You will know a little bit more kind of what you're getting into, what the combat's going to be like, what the world feels like, how you move around it. Um, you know, we're not fixed point cameras moving through yeah. an environment and the camera kind of pans. It yeah. is third person like over the not even over the shoulder it's kind of the camera's back here rather than it being sort of to the side or something it is right behind so you're still you know still third person but there's those slight changes and playing the demo very much showcases those changes so um, right, yeah. yeah you should both absolutely jump on it excellent uh, your your earliest convenience I suppose <laughs> right let's finish there for the evening but Carl yes you
1: had a third beer I did I did and you did crack the brew dog open yeah and to be honest with you it's really nice smooth rich Um, I can't taste any alcohol which is dangerous for a 9% beer (laughs) Um, that's probably why it's a nitro beer as well to hide that yeah quite well Um, yeah quite a lot of coffee on there um, not as uh, dry or astringent as you would expect as well mm. from a stout uh, tastes like it's probably got a bit of lactose in or um, like a lot of residual sugar just to kind of sweeten it up as a bit as well but yeah um, it's actually really nice
0: <laughs> is
1: it as it's as it's a nitro beer yeah is there something in the can no, there's no widget or anything. Um, it's just basic. Okay. Looks like it's big bit pumped with nitrogen. That's all. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, it's a really nice can. I mean, for three quid, you can't really, in Tesco, you can't really knock that
0: can. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where else are you going to get 9% for three quid? <laughs>
1: that tastes really good as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I pretty impressed with it to be fair nice nice is it i know you said you had um uh one of the other yeah ones that had come out um i was uh, i'm not going to say a bit disappointed but i was expecting a little bit more from mm. the uh modern times brew dog collaboration yes yeah. uh the west coast one yeah that's um funny. it didn't really like stick to like the whole west coast kind of vibe um, It was more True. like a east meets west ipa it was it was very um mm. fruity uh and not bitter i was expecting a lot more bitterness with it. yeah um at the uh but again as
0: a as a, like as a supermarket offering oh no it's you kind yeah. of maybe expect they pull back yeah. on kind of elements
1: like exactly, that exactly I mean if, if I spend mm. say £4.50 for it in an independent I'll probably be like ok this is a bit crap but for £3 in a supermarket yeah. um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I think it's because of the West Coast IPA it's not a bad beer at all but yeah. it, it's just not it's not that style of beer if they just label it sure. IPA, and then wax it out, um, mm. no one would have. I don't think that many people would would mind that. But um, yeah, tastes good. I mean, the amount of brewed up beers that are out in Tesco, I mean, it's it's quite a lot, but they're all yeah. pretty good. It's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. So, but it, it's that it's offering beer to that that consumer that's not really fully invested or going to independent bottle shops to try something new it's it's mm. that consumer that does the weekly shop and just wants to pick up a, a small couple of cans of beer or a four pack um that take down to your mates or whatever and he and does that very well yeah good so uh, we'll stick with you, Carl. Out of the out of the beers you've had this evening, oh. do you have a preference? Uh, of of course, I'm going to go for the Salopian one, but that's because I'm biased. But um, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. But sense. if I was to pick out of and all three of them, um, very good tonight. To be honest with you, uh, the best bitter, yeah. them, of course, best bitter, Brewdog, Nitro, and yeah, Salopian. It does. It, it felt like i needed every single one of them to deal with rather than yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i know you you said sort of um you know when you start when you, you cracked open the sloping because it was in that 500 mm. mil bottle uh you kind of um sort of uh uh put forward that that could kind of do you yeah. for the evening but i think it actually it just opened you up a little bit more didn't yeah. it really? to sort of think mm, no actually yeah yeah i am up for a, a few more things which I, is which is brilliant for kind of any beer when you when you can start on something and think oh no yeah this has hit those
1: notes and and yeah. i i want to keep going sometimes you you, you kind of want a little journey with your beers at yeah. night you, you kind of want to go through different senses and I think basically because I've been ill, I I've, I've want to try a lot of different things to wake up my body a little bit more. <laughs> uh, uh, for, the, for the past couple of times, I've been drinking lager and like not craft lager, but kind of one dimensional yeah. lager kind of thing. So mm. uh, to try something different tonight is kind of it's like, OK, yeah, my taste buds are trying to get there again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good, good. I think my only advice is a shot of Jägermeister before bed for the next week. It will send you straight out. No, no, Adel. No, no, no. <laughs> right, no. What uh what was your preference um, this evening if you have
2: one? My preference was the Yonder Goose okay. um, Honestly, it, it it comes down to nuance, like they both were like marginal like Beers that were close to a thing that if you weren't familiar with, maybe this would be okay. And the check Ignition by Lost and Grounded was just a little too plain for my taste. Okay. Like it, like again, like it says raspberry and coconut porter, but honestly, it was just like a generic coffee porter. Like there just wasn't a lot going mm. on, and that's what sort of was underwhelming for me. While the yonder goose was yeah, the gooseberry was more sweet than I was expecting for a goza, but it had those layers, and like that sweetness worked fine, yeah. and it worked fine, like it was a very interesting dynamic beer, and so again, neither of those beers were doing something remarkable or out of the ballpark for what they were claiming to be, but um. They also both were trying to like, for lack of a better term, they were like, "Hey, if you're not used to this, this is so good entry point." Sure. And the goose by yonder was just—it's it just—it's a good beer. If I wanted a goza that had something that I wasn't expecting, works. Wanted a goza, works. If I didn't know what a goza was, works. And the recognition was kind of like, "Hey, what if a porter?" tastes like coffee and has a slight sweetness and I I'm just on honestly it comes down to that raspberry just wasn't there and mm. it, it just doesn't it didn't do enough things in that space to make it worth saying yes it's a it's a porter at uh, 5.4% and it's doing these interesting things on sweetness it's just like it's kind of just a coffee porter
0: Sure,
2: I and uh, uh, yeah, it just I, I was hoping for more. Sure, yeah,
0: yeah. I I think for me the uh, the atom um, did did do that a little bit more this evening. Um, a coffee pot, of which gave me other little sort of nuanced elements and allowed the coffee to kind of shine and then take a back seat to allow other things to come in and affect that flavour and change it up enough that the the the, the finish whilst was still the coffee had those other elements just just present enough that it had changed that kind of that first flavor i think the more i drank it the more that they kind of showed through the Oat IPA right. from polly's is a nice ipa uh, very easy drinking but um whilst it is kind of in a similar sort of way to the coffee porter it kind of gives you that flavor and then uh, just allows that to, um, to disappear. With the atom throwing in some additional kind of things and having a little bit more nuance to it. And it just picks it, I think, for me this week. Um, which, uh, and the atom was called Critical Temperature. Uh, but both very, very good beers. And again, they're, they're both lighter than, um, than I normally have on the podcast both around 5% uh, or no both around sort of uh, the critical temperature was 5.5 and the polys was 5.8 um, so both kind of lower they're not super low but they're kind of both lower for kind of what I drink normally yeah. but they still had a good amount of flavour in them they were still showcasing I think uh, especially the coffee porter really pushing through that coffee and saying look this is what we can do with this these are kind of these extra little bits we're throwing in with this just to just to pick it up from that standard kind of coffee porter. There are these, and she can kind of pick yeah. them out. I think, Carl, when you uh, when you mentioned lime, I I think had you not have said it, I'm not sure I would have picked it out. I would have picked out something else, maybe kind mm. of like instead of lime, and thought, oh, there is something else going on here, but I'm not quite able to put my finger on it. That's, I think, kind of how sort of nuanced it is. And I'm like, hmm, there is something here. There's something else going on. It's pulling away from this coffee very slightly. And as soon as you said I'm like, yes, that is exactly what it is. Uh, but it, 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 whilst it didn't, kind of, or at least my palate didn't pick out of that, it wasn't that apparent to me. It was, I think, as I said, kind of as I was tasting it, the, the the extra favours, the co- uh, the chocolate and the lime are very much there yeah. to support that coffee, just to lift it very slightly and allow you to just have that kind of coffee experience all the way through, but mm. changing just a little bit. So they yeah, very, very well-made beers uh, for me Good. this week.
2: Good stuff. Excellent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I kind of want another one now.
2: always the case
0: (laughs) and I could very easily drink another uh, another can of this critical temperature right now and just continue the the coffee port at night but I won't because I don't have Uh, another one so I can't Um, we'll finish there for this evening Carl if people want to chat to you if they want to talk to you about beers if they want to chat to you about Salopian about Final Fantasy 7 if they want to give you their home
1: remedies on how to feel good, how do they do that? Well, I've just changed my uh, username on Twitter now, so I'm not that Ooh. bearded one anymore. So, oh, I'm Marshall R. Carl. So, literally my name backwards. Yeah. <laughs> not fully backwards. Not fully backwards, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> right way backwards. <laughs> nice. And Twitter is the best place for people to get you. Yeah. I I've got an Instagram as well but that links on the yes. on Twitter but yeah, uh Twitter's the best place, more than anything.
2: Cool. Nice. Yes.
1: Yeah. Adol, how do people get a hold of you?
2: I'm at the Omniarc on all the things except Twitch where I'm the underscore Omniarc and it doesn't matter because I don't Twitch. Um, Unless you do. That's it. Fancy going back to
0: Final Fantasy 7 original and just spending your next, you know, Two weeks, playing that non-stop Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am at Nova underscore forty seven on Twitter and PSN. We are at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter on Instagram. You should probably all go to Out of Lives net to you know read the articles that Carl's putting up. Look at the videos that are also going up on our YouTube page and on our Facebook page of me playing lots of different experiences in dreams or. Go to AppLives.net and yeah. YouTube to see our beautiful faces and look at the beers <laughs> that we have poured this evening as we hold them up to the camera for you. Uh, otherwise get us on your podcast service of choice. And remember you can always you know, rate and review us. Rate and review us. Always, always. They are Carl's doing it for you. Go to go to YouTube, go to Out <laughs> of to see the beautiful can art of all of the different beers we have had this evening yeah. as they float in the ether. Uh but that is it for us this week. We have been tanked up. That's a floating bottle bye. Bye.
2: Ciao.
1: <laughs>
0: www.outoflives.net